Welcome to the NS North Podcast. My name is Dan Byers, and I'm joined tonight by my co-host, Phil Casgray. How are you, Phil? I'm great. And you, Dan? I'm awesome. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for another episode where we introduce a new speaker who will be presenting at this year's NS North. In this podcast, we are pleased to have with us speaker Brittany Young, and she joins us now. How are you, Brittany? Hi, I'm doing great. Thanks. Good. Can you uh, tell us a bit about where you're from and what you do? Yeah, sure. So um, I actually just moved to Portland from Chicago. Um, For the last five or six years, I managed a small indie development shop in Chicago, and we were called Fading Red. And we did primarily Mac and iOS development. And we started out as a shop that did product, just did our own internal product ideas and then shipped to the app stores and sort of started out of college and had, a, had worked on Mac apps and made the natural transition into iOS development um, with the introduction of that iOS app store. Um, so it was really, that was sort of my foray into getting into software development. And it was really exciting, and we ended up kind of building a small team, a six-person team, around um, some of our apps. And from there, we branched into client consulting work, um, which was fun, building apps for other businesses. Um, So that's what I've been doing. And then recently, I was looking for new challenges and decided to take on a new role. And I'm now the mobile product manager at New Relic in Portland. Ah, so how, how recent? So I've been out here only about a month, um, really liking it so far. It's very different from Chicago, I guess. It is. It's uh, it's a lot smaller, um, but the the food and everything is really right on par with a bigger city, and uh, the tech scene here is really great, um, and it's been really awesome working at New Relic, so just loving every, every minute of it. It's impressive that you're talking about new challenges because starting a company from the ground up and having employees is quite the challenge to a lot of people. Yes, it really was. Um, it was it was kind of just by accident. Um, my co-founder, who's now my husband, and I, we really didn't intend to start a company. Um, it just kind of happened around a product that we were working on that we were fortunate to have um, some good revenues coming in. Um, and I never really thought that I would be someone who would necessarily start a company, especially right out of college, but it was just, we were both sort of in a situation where we were doing a day job that we weren't loving and programming in Objective-C on the side and having a lot more fun with that. And so we both kind of made the decision to break away and try and make that our full-time job. Um, and, and along the way, it was a lot of interesting challenges is a lot of variety in the different day-to-day tasks that I would do. So sometimes I would be coding, sometimes I would be just doing more of a CEO type role, um, recruiting or marketing. And so there was always something new, something fun going on. Um, But I I was looking to kind of get a little outside of just app development and see see what else I could do. And I was really interested when I found the mobile product at New Relic because um, they're basically interested in building tools for other iOS developers, and not just iOS developers, but all, all different kinds of developers. We have a huge web product as well and um, products for Android. And But I was really interested in sort of getting into how can we build higher performing mobile applications and what would that look like and how can we arm 
other developers in the community with better tools. Um, so it was just kind of a, a fun transition, interesting change from building apps to actually building tools for app developers. Right, because your target audience changes. You're not just building apps for the, the public. You're building something for a discriminating public that uh, often doesn't want to be shown these things about their uh, analytics and stuff because they feel they can do them themselves, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of different um, angles for what we call application performance management um, or APM. Uh, and it's a kind of a newer concept in the mobile space, but web developers are really familiar with uh, what you would call DevOps. And that's essentially what we're doing, but, but bringing that to the mobile platform. Um, so we're, we're providing a way for you to kind of capture how your apps are performing out in the real world with real users um, instantaneously, so as, as problems are happening. Um, so it's a little different from some of the other performance tools that exist. There's, there's basically performance for um, that's pre-production, where you're looking at just your testing suite and how, how robust your tests are and making sure that you're eliminating as much um, performance overhead as possible before you ship your app. Right, and something like that would be instruments, for instance. Yes, yeah, so something like instruments or there's a lot of tools that will provide another level of services for kind of simulating lots of different devices and running your app against lots of different combinations of devices and um, software to see what right. everyone, every possible permutation could look like. Network conditions and stuff like that. Yeah, and then, uh, so that's kind of like one, one section of APM, and then, um, but there's a lot of stuff that can go wrong after you ship, and you definitely can't predict everything. So um, there's the la worst case resort, which is uh, crashing or exception handling, and that's when something's gone really terribly, awfully wrong, and you need to know what's going on. So there's a lot of great tools like test flight, um, fortunately. <laughs> Uh, run, not for too much longer, but hopefully that'll be incorporated into Apple's tools really nicely, um, or, or things like Hockey App. Yeah, what, I, what I heard from TestFlight is that Apple actually forgot how to do provisional profiles, and only TestFlight knew how. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm really excited about that, actually. So hopefully they can really improve the distribution and beta testing process and the provisioning profiles and right. all of that stuff could use a, an update. So I think that'll be really good. Um, so, so yeah, so there's that end of things where you're, you're kind of looking at the worst case scenario. And um, then there's a, a space in the middle that has until recently not really been tapped into, which is real time, real user monitoring. Um, issues that are causing people to get one-star reviews that you're not really thinking about, like uh, screens freezing or things are loading slowly or uh, connections to your third-party APIs like Facebook or Foursquare aren't going well and you didn't necessarily account for that in your code, so your UI is really uh, stuttering or it's just not doing a great job. Um, so you want to be able to kind of have insight into that when it's happening, not after you've gotten a bunch of bad reviews. And so that's what we work on, and it's, it's pretty interesting challenges and, and cool problems to solve. Wow, that's, that's great. You, you certainly have a, a newfound passion for, uh, for performance management. <laughs> yeah, and actually, so I've always been a data person. My 
my official degree um, in engineering school, I was an industrial engineering major. So basically taking engineering mindset and applying it to business problems is what I was really fascinated by. Uh Um, I wasn't actually even a computer science major. Um, I just did that kind of on the side. So, So yeah, it's always been something that I've been interested in. And so this this mobile initiative from New Relic, is that fairly recent for them, fairly new for them? Yeah, we released it, the first version released last, uh, in February, so it hasn't been too long. Oh, cool. And so how big yeah. is your team that you're working with, if you uh, can say that? So- yeah, so we have a, a small team at the in the mobile department right now, but we're definitely growing really fast. Um, we have about six engineers. Awesome. So yeah. Oh, so you feel right at home after um, after fading <laughs> red. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a interesting coincidence, right? <laughs> so you left fading red from the, from Chicago, and that was the Chicago scene, and there were quite a lot of uh, independent developers there. Uh, that a scene that grew in the last few years, and there were even you know conferences and stuff. So how was uh, your involvement in the community back then, and is is something that you hope to translate in Portland? Yeah, so I, I was really involved with, for a while with um, the Chicago NS Coder group. Um, when I when I started coding in Objective C and I didn't know a lot, I found that it, it could be really intimidating to go to meetups or um, events. And I went to I remember I went to a Cocoa Heads meeting. Um, this was this would be back in I guess 2008. I went to a Cocoa Heads meeting at the downtown. Um, Apple Store on Michigan Avenue in Chicago, and there were just a few people that attended. And I remember the topic was was completely over my head. It was something I hadn't, something more advanced I hadn't really learned about yet. And I was just so, um, you know, kind of terrified of Wow, there's all this stuff I don't know about building apps. Um, but I kept I kept going, and somehow our com- little company ended, actually ended up hosting a number of events. And so we, we threw this party um, that we called Spiked Coco and basically invited all the iOS developers in Chicago to come to Spiked Coco and just hang out so that we could meet more people and get to know the development community. And from there, it just became a nice tradition and a fun, fun way to sort of network and meet other developers and that's hear what fantastic. they're working on. Yeah, yeah. that's really great. Yeah, that's a cool name, too. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I was. It's pretty clever. We were proud of our name. Uh, yeah. So and then we hosted NS Coder for for several years, and and so I really got to know a lot of people that way. And I really, I really do value um, the app development community. I think it's a great way to sort of get get help when you need it, get advice, get pointed in the right direction, and just feel like when you can commiserate when some, when things go terribly wrong, you're not the only one who's ever run into that crazy problem before. Um, so yeah, and I'm hoping that I can get involved with the community here in Portland after I've been a little bit more settled. And you, I, th- I think you mentioned before that you were also involved with the, the Girl Develop It or, or some kind yeah. of equivalent? Yeah, Girl Develop It, yeah. And uh, you, were, were you one of the, the people to start that initiative down in Chicago, or what, what was yeah, your role I was, there? I was the Chicago chapter leader, so I started it up and then managed it for about nine months. Ah, very good. So that's a recent development, because now you've moved. Hopefully you left it in good hands. <laughs> Yeah, I it, I really did. I mean, the the Girl Development Network is amazing, and there's so many uh, awesome women who are part of it. And basically, 
uh, it's an opportunity for women to learn coding and dip their feet into tech without in huge investment financially or in terms of their time. Um, and so, and it's been popping up in cities everywhere. So I, I was really excited to be able to bring that organization to Chicago and I'm hoping we'll see one in Portland, but, um, mm. not sure what the, what the status of that is. So, so, so you haven't noticed anything of that sort in, uh, for, for more female initiative to get younger women or, or coding in Portland yet? That, that's, that's strange. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's probably smaller things that I'm just, I haven't really found yet. I mm. know that Girl Develop It is looking to hopefully break into the Portland tech space. Um, I'm hoping that I can sort of help with that too. Um, I think that yeah. App Camp for Girls has something in Portland as well. Oh, that's what so, it would be. Yeah. Great. Okay. Oh, is that in Portland? Yeah. I know some I've heard people, of that. Yeah, some people that are doing it are in Portland, so. Yeah, that's a great group. Um, I, I'll have to see if I can help out there. Sounds good. Well, the, the thing we need is more competition in this space, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'd love to see, I, every time I see a diversity issue, um, people tackling a diversity issue or, or creating groups to kind of support and facilitate that, I get really excited because it's just, it'd be nice to have a more even um diversity scale compared to other fields we're still really lacking in women and minorities so but that's changing and it's exciting to see the change yeah there's so much good stuff going on for that for sure yeah yeah so what, what do you do in your your off times when you're not hacking away um well right now i'm learning how to ski which is pretty scary because i am afraid of like flying off the mountain so <laughs> i I kind of resist with my my legs too much, which is really exhausting. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to, you know, go down the hill. But I just am too terrified at this point. So it's been interesting, but I, I think I like it. I mostly like the scenery. Oh, yeah. Well, you have mountains in, in that area as opposed to Chicago, which is mostly flat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Chicago is very flat. Uh, here, there's a lot of hills and uh, it's not San Francisco level hills, but it's kind of close. And thank goodness. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's great. And uh, I don't know. Other than that, I've been enjoying the Portland restaurant scene. There's a lot of great food here, so I've been going out and dining. And probably should not do that so much, but it's kind of tempting. So <laughs> it's all healthy food, right? So it's okay. Oh yeah, for sure. Fo foodie food. <laughs> Yeah. So so how how far is the nearest hill for you if you wanted to go skiing? Like like is it like a twenty minute drive or what are you what are you looking at for getting out of the city? Oh, so we we've been going to Mount Hood, which is a really nice resort. It's about an hour and fifteen minutes drive oh, from okay. downtown Portland. So really not bad at all. Um, and there's actually there's like three or four ski resorts there. Oh wow. Yeah. So it's pretty good skiing. All right. So I guess that should be a wrap. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, Brittany. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Yeah, thanks. It was great to be here. We hope that our listeners enjoyed this episode. And if you'd like to know more about the conference, you can visit our website at nsnorth.ca for all the details. And now, Brittany, what's the best way for someone to reach you online? Uh, you can find me on my personal website, which is cocobythefire.com. Excellent. All right. We hope to see everybody in Ottawa in May. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Brittany. Thanks. Bye, everybody.